This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Eggerbo here with John Beeler. We've got our good friend Gray Williams with us today, and we have an awesome program. Our show is all about the world of apps for smartphones, TVs, tablets, and more. And... Uh, the latest in mobile news uh, as well. Uh, on today's program, we've got a lot of interesting stuff we're going to talk about. Of course, we're going <laughs> to be talking about Wordle, uh, one of the most popular internet games right now. I think everyone I know is playing it. And so we're going to be talking about some of the changes that are happening. The New York Times recently bought it for an undisclosed number. Low, low seven figures? Yeah. <laughs> the, who says it that way? The, low seven figures. There's only there's only ten digits in that in that range. <laughs> the low seven figures, uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, the the Freedom Convoy. They're constantly been trying to raise money, and quite successfully, they had a GoFundMe page that raised over ten million dollars. That was shut down by the government and authorities, and they've gone to other funding sources now. One of them, which has been hacked, and everyone's information has been compromised. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that and the implications. Didn't see that coming. You didn't see that coming? Well, the nice thing is not many Canadians were affected. (laughs) Oh, good one. And we'll tell you why. (laughs) And we're going to talk about Facebook, the social media platform that people love to hate. Mm. Well, Apple, when they released their latest uh, update to their operating system for iPhones basically broke the advertising algorithm for Facebook. They stopped letting them take data from one place and use it in another or harvest user data inside their own app. Um, It's been beautiful. Well, Facebook doesn't like it because they've lost over $10 billion. And so, sorry? $230 billion. Yeah, it was, they, they lost $10 billion just on their meta investment. Oh, that, sorry, I'm getting it mixed up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're losing so much money, we can't keep track. Okay, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. And we'll get those figures straight. But Google's going to be doing the same thing now. And we'll be talking about that. Uh, but first, before we get into any of it, we're going to uh, talk about some of the uh, app and mobile news out there. Samsung, uh, big week last week, announced a bunch of new phones, the Galaxy S22 phones, and some tablets that I actually care about now. <laughs> so I, I have to be honest, like I have an iPad mm-hmm. and I've got several different ones that I, I use and I love them because they just work and they're beautiful and fast and they fit into my ecosystem. I have found time and time again, and we've gotten a lot into review, the Android tablets are just clunky, yucky. They're lacking something. Yes, they just... They're not hitting on all cylinders. But I have to say, with these latest uh, Samsung Tab 8s, they did it did it well. They've got three different sizes. The one that's intriguing me the most, John, is the 14-inch one. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. It's giant. It's bigger than my laptop screen. Yeah. I love it. You know, you know how I know they're going to be su- successful? Why? They have a notch. <laughs> they have a notch. There's a camera notch. Surefire win. You think, eh? Oh, yeah. That's what you're judging the whole that's, thing on. Okay. If you're going to succeed in this tablet market today... Yeah. You need a notch. Well, they're they're too popular, John. Well, this is a common thing that everyone sort of like, is this a fake thing or is this a real thing? Is it a supply chain issue or is this literally they're very popular? Yeah. 
So this happens like to Nintendo whenever they come out with something new. It's like, oh, you can't keep it in stock. Lots of companies have this problem, and a lot of people claim that, well, this is just you're constraining the market to make it more popular than it actually is. But I think this is probably actually a case of this is something people have been wanting on the Android space for a long time. Having a compelling tablet that can do a lot of things, ginormous screen real estate, and it works with the stylus. What's up to love? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's got the magnetic connector as well, so you can attach a keyboard magnetically. You don't have to use a Bluetooth one, which I hate. Yes. Uh, on tablets anyway. And yeah, they're sold out. Yeah. So again, we're talking about the Samsung uh, Tab S8 tablets, a uh, few different sizes. 14.6, though, is, <laughs> is, is the one we're looking at. It's giant. Out. But how much is that? I mean, those the prices are up there $1 for those. $1 million. $1 million. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Ultra one, it's up over a thousand dollars, US. A thousand and ninety nine. Yeah. Now that said, I mean, I bought the eleven uh, inch <laughs> iPad Pro, and it's got cellular, and I think it's got two fifty six, and that was that was like fifteen sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah. With and then yeah, the that's a lap. Keyboard. That's a, that's like three laptops. But that's it. I mean, I use it as a laptop. It's a thinner, yeah. lighter laptop for me. And so, that's that's just the base price for the tablet. That's not including a case or a keyboard or anything. Or a three D printed cup holder. Right. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to um, kids. Hackers are stealing from kids in Roblox. Yeah. Have you played Roblox? So explain to the listeners what Roblox is. So Roblox, it's a little like Minecraft, right? Yeah. It's an open world style game wherein creators can create stuff that they're able to make available to other people. So you got a lot of really creative kids out there that are creating games, they're creating items, they put them up for sale in the Roblox uh, marketplace where they can make Robux. So they can actually make money. Yes. Robux. 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 Like Sears and Robux. Robux. And so you, you can spend Robux on other things in the game. And unfortunately, there are some very nefarious folks out there uh, who clearly weren't hugged enough as children who decided to steal from. But how are they stealing? So what they'll end up doing, a, a number of different things, right? Um, you seem to know a lot about this, Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a number of different ways. Uh, essentially, they can. There, there are some confidence scams where they're talking kids out of their items. Um, in other cases, they will join a project and they will come on on board as a co-game developer and then take it over um, and basically knock lock everybody else lock out. everybody else out. It's like, oh, but I guess there's not contracts or anything in place for these, right? Well, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're starting up a business in the real world, you'd probably have some contracts with your partners. I'll give you a Pop-Tart and we can build something in, in Roblox. It's, it's a little like Moss Eisley, it. right? You'll never yep. find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. It's yep. kind of like what Roblox, Roblox is like right now. But so, it's a big platform, isn't it? Well, and here's the problem. Parents out there, if, you're, if your kids are playing Roblox and you're not supervising them and you're letting the game take care of them, this is happening to your kids. Yes. So this is... This is or your Finally. kids are the ones doing it. Yes. <laughs> so this is, this hopefully, is, hopefully it's that. This is, this is firmly in, in the realm of... Folks, you got to know what your kids are doing. You got you got to keep tabs, ask them, join the game with them. But if you're not, if you're letting them parent your kids, bad things are going to happen. Well, Please don't let it. That's one of the things about these games like Minecraft and Roblox. There's a lot of adult players in there and you can't tell if that's an adult player or if that's another 13-year-old kid playing. Yeah, but can't they track these guys that are doing bad stuff? They can, and in a lot of cases, they do. Uh, you know, there have been a number of people in the last little while who have been uh, permanently banned from the game. Yeah, like uh, if John steals some of my Roblox stuff, I could have him tracked down, right? You can. And what do you, like, do I have him, like, beaten up virtually, or what? Well, so, so you can have your account banned, 
Yeah. You can have your IP bands. The thing is, both of these things are transient. You can get another, uh, another IP by getting another internet connection. You can get another account. And so you will have these like serial predators who will come back and just take advantage of people in these networks. And so, yeah, there are consequences. But the problem is the Roblox company is not interested in penalizing people because they're making too much money. Right, they make a cut of every sale that goes on inside their servers. And so when, you, when, you, when your kids borrow your credit card to buy Robux, a chunk of that's going back to Roblox and they're happy with the, the way the system is right now. So the things need to change with Roblox, but it's gonna start with parents actually stepping up and taking care of their kids. It's not a babysitting tool. Correct. I used Minecraft as a babysitting tool. Exactly. How much did you lose? <laughs> my my kids made money. They set up their own Minecraft servers and they charged their friends to play on so the servers. So they were the bad guys. <laughs> no, no, that's just capitalism. We're just... <laughs> no, but it was, you know, can I tell you, it was fascinating back in the day. So again, Minecraft's a, a very popular game owned by Microsoft now mm-hmm. uh, where it looks like Lego, yeah. li- little Lego characters, but you go around building your own forts and yeah. underground layers. You, you mine things and then you craft them. Yeah. But, oh my God, my kids would just cry sometimes because they you know, they'd come back to their home, which they spent hours or days making, and one of their friends had blown it up with dynamite. Yep. Griefing. <laughs> Long time tradition in gaming. Griefing? Griefing. Griefing. Yeah. I don't even have never heard that word. Griefing. Oh, now you have. And what's that mean? It doesn't happen in Age, and Empire, in age of Empires. <laughs> Can I tell you that's the best game ever? <laughs> I don't care what you guys say. Okay, we are going to have to take a break. There's so much more to talk about. We will be talking about Wordle because you haven't, seen or heard enough of it and you haven't had enough of those shares in your Facebook feed of all your friends telling you how smart they are in getting the word in like two or less tries you got it in one try one time yeah like how what was the word I don't remember it was, it was one of my first times playing and I just like lucked out and I'm like no but seriously great Let's think about it John picks one out of yeah. how many words are there like 13,000 13, oh it's only 13,000 yeah. so you're, you're still buying everybody around you got you, you to buy a lottery ticket. Uh, we'll also be talking about how Apple broke Facebook and that funding site that got hacked linked to the, uh, the Freedom Convoy. We'll tell you what happened there and what kind of information is out there and what we have learned. Don't forget to enter our contest, uh, the Friendly Future Foundation contest. The TELUS folks are helping us give away a Samsung Galaxy S20 Fan Edition smartphone and a $500 gift card to give to your favorite charity here in Canada. Want to enter? Go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. So much more to talk about here on the App Show. Stay tuned. Back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here. We've got Gray Williams with us today. So much more to talk about still later on. We'll uh, be chatting about Apple breaking Facebook. And, you know, that Freedom Convoy and those uh, funding sites that (laughs) they keep going to to raise funds. Well, one of them got hacked and everyone's information got published. To journalists, anyway. Mm. But let's talk about something even more important right now. <laughs> Wordle. <laughs> it's it, a fun word to say. I Wordle. know, Wordle. Uh, it's, it's like Squirtle from Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, Wordle. But, but Wordle. Yeah. There's even a Pokemon variant. Ooh. So if you've been living under a rock, this is a game that you can only access on the Wordle webpage, and it's spelled W-O-R-D-L-E. Uh, it took me a while to find it because I thought it was spelled W-U-R-D-L-E. And I kept getting these weird websites, <laughs> but I digress. It basically asks you to guess a five-letter word. There's 13,000 possible words that you could guess, and you get six chances. 
And so as you guess them with the letters, it'll show which ones are right, which ones are wrong, and which ones are in the wrong place, but right. I think I summarized that. Yeah, yeah. Bought this past month by the New York Times. They saw a good thing. Yeah, well, they have a pretty deep history of being, you know, the crossword people. Yes. They have a lot of games that you can play on their website, but they're all kind of behind a paywall. Yes. But this one they say is going to remain free. For they're now. not going to change anything about it. They lied. They lied. They lied. So how did they lie? Well, like you said, there's about 13,000 possible words that can be chosen. Apparently less now. Yes. Fewer. Yeah. So... The uh, Josh Wordle, (laughs) Wordle, uh, the guy that created the game, his partner, he made the game for his partner and his partner actually vetted all the words to make sure that they were actually words that are like real words that you might have actually heard or used. Okay, not some weirdo words that are words, but... Like Scrabble, right? People play the the words with like Zs and Xs and stuff like that. That no one ever uses. Right. So Zizigy, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they um, boiled it down to basically 13,000 potential words. And then the daily answers were boiled down even further to about 2,300 words, which means basically if you were to continue to play from when they launched in uh, October of last year, you'd be good until 2027 without having a duplicate or any changes. Nice. But... When the New York Times took over, and it was just this past week that they made the switch, and it was funny. I was, I almost watched the switch happen in real time based on my friends crying about it on Facebook. Yeah, because they filtered out some words, they changed the URL, of course, and even some people had a problem where they, some people really like keeping track of their stats, like what your scores have been. Yeah, you can see like I guessed it in two tries or three tries. Right. When they did that transition from the website in the UK, which is, I think, where it was hosted, to the New York Times website, some people lost their stats. Couldn't they just put the New York Times logo on the website and be done with it? Well, I think the New York Times might have a little bit better back end to support the viewership. <laughs> well, what's to support? It's not like Call of Duty graphics or anything, right? So the, the thing that occurs to me here is, like, I think the, the streaks were being uh, kept locally, Right. Yes. Yes. So there's probably like a text file that you can go back in and edit it, but that's going to feel like cheating. Really? I mean, this is such a basic thing of taking something from one place to another and not like, but, but here's, here's the thing that really got people upset is they filtered out even further those potential words. They got rid of some words that the New York Times deemed offensive. Yes. We can't say some of these words because they're actual words. I had to pick one just to give you an idea. Whore was one okay then <laughs> okay no that was the the best of the no, bad words that i could say on the there, radio there was other ones that we could have probably went with okay <laughs> and you can send your complaints oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna get emails now well i mean there are words like agora yes right which is an outdoor marketplace it's yeah. where the term agoraphobia comes from yeah but is so, that gonna pop up in someone's head so here's here's the interesting thing though if you haven't played wordle this past week or consistently every day your word of the day is out of sync with your friends now. Oh, because that was the that was the fun part of it, right? Because yeah. it was all a, your friends are playing and you're guessing the same word every day, even if a, you hadn't played. It was a shared experience yeah. in that respect. Yeah. And so that 
it, everything's out of step now. They've edited it. They've even a lot of people are really upset about the font changing for the for the title of the game. Oh, really? Because it's the New York Times font now. Oh, well, Habits. well, I can't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, one of the interesting things though is that that le- that word list was completely unobfuscated in the code. It was English readable. Absolutely, and you could literally just, if you were looking at this on your browser on a, on a laptop or a desktop, you could just right-click and save the entire game to your computer, which is what I actually did. So I actually have a perfectly preserved version of the original Wordle, Wordle, Wordle Classic, if you want to call it. In the package. <laughs> and it's on my own web server. So I can play, I can, I'm continuing to play that until 2027. But I can play the New York Times list, which is completely out of sync now from the original game. Now, are, are they... Are they Hiding those words now? You know, I haven't actually looked. You would, you would hope so. Because that was one of the other things as well, is people were spoiling it for other people. Well, there's apparently a number of articles, not unlike this segment, talking about the changes that New York Times has done. And so people are spoiling the word ahead of people actually completing it for that day. Instead of using a, an archived word, they're using the, day, the day's word and spoiling it. I saw some some friends complaining about uh, the fact that a number of, at least in Vancouver, local websites had shared this article that had the day's word in it before they'd actually done it. Today's word is jerks. <laughs> We're going to have to take a break and move on to lighter topics. Freedom Convoy. <laughs> Their funding site uh, that people have been donating money to was hacked. We'll tell you what happened there and why this is important. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike, John, and Gray here today talking all about the worlds of apps and mobile technology. We're going to move on to a little political discourse. The Freedom Convoy, big controversy here in Canada. They have raised millions of dollars a few different times now only to be shut down uh, initially they're using GoFundMe a very popular website where you can set up a GoFundMe page you know if you need a new kidney or whatever uh, but I think they raised 10 million 10 million dollars 10 or 13 million like up there right up there yeah anyway it got shut down by the platform because it violated their terms of condition because yeah. they're basically doing illegal things with it what well, they they didn't the platform thought that the convoy had changed its sort of mission statement from the initial intent of the fundraising uh, campaign. Yes. So uh, the donators moved on and they set up a new platform on another site, Give, Send, Go, Mm -hmm. the number one Christian donation site. Because it matters the religion of your money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, God couldn't help them because... It was hacked. And so essentially, uh, when you went to the site, I think this was last week. Sunday night. Sunday night, uh, a Frozen video came up. Well, and it it redirected to a new domain. Yes. Give, send, gone. (laughs) (laughs) Which hats off to that person. Yeah. It's all about branding, and that is fantastic. Yeah. But so there was a Frozen, like the Disney Frozen. Elsa. Yeah. Elsa. Yeah. Yeah. Let it go. Anyway, so it was interesting. The hackers basically uh, were able to find everyone's personal information. Yes. 
passport scans, addresses, how much money they donated, email addresses. But this is the thing that's important here is if you donated to this and you believe in that cause, you got nothing to worry about. But there's lots of people that had ulterior motives for donating. Yes. And these hackers have released 93,000 entries of data about who was involved in these donations. Yeah. And half of them were American. Uh-huh. Yeah. So draw your own conclusion to that. Yes. Yeah. And so what we're seeing right now is people saying that this was a groundswell movement of, of Canadians standing up for, no, really, it was funded by Americans. And that's really quite frustrating. But the thing that stands out to me is that this is very much like Parler last year. Yes. Right? The social media service that basically took a bunch of driver's licenses and photo ID and passwords and stored everything in plain text. And of course, like it seems like the anti-fascist hacker group, they're just really good at what they do. <laughs> and they go out and they're like, oh, so you're like you're gonna have swastikas on your flags in the in Canada's capital. Great, we're coming for you. And they did. And within a short period of time, this is what happens. And really what we're looking at is, I mean, if you're shocked by this, we have foreign nationals funding political discourse here in Canada. That to me is concerning. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I mean, cybercrime, not a good thing, but sometimes good things come out of it. And now we know. So when they released this, apparently it was only to journalists. Yes. They didn't release this publicly to everyone to have a look at. No. And, uh, yes. and that's, that's the ethical way of going about it. Right, being able to say, we need to be able to speak truth to power here. Again, the guy from Quebec with a $102 donation, they don't care. No. Right? You know, Thomas Siebel with $90,000. The U.S. tech billionaire. U.S. tech billionaire. Gave $90,000. $90,000. What does he care about Canada? Uh, Honestly, it just comes down to civil unrest. Right? Why don't you get your point across by everyone else being miserable? So thank you very much, Thomas. Some people like to see the world burn, right? As, as the famous quote is. Now, here's the thing. You know what? This aside, again, if you donated to this cause and you felt, you felt good about it, great. You're not going to worry. But for those out there who are hiding behind the anonymity of this service, who are now having these donations exposed, you've got, you're getting what's coming to you. Why is, but it highlights the, the sort of almost the naive, naiveness of some of these people that are going all in on this stuff and they think, oh, well, it's anonymous. There's no repercussions. Nothing on the internet is anonymous ever. Say that again, John. Nothing on the internet is anonymous ever. No matter what app you're using, no matter matter what Bitcoin you're trading. Somebody has access to that and if they don't like what you're doing or saying, they're going to share it. Is that scary though? Not really. I mean, there are two types of people in the world. Those who have been hacked and those who will be. Yeah. But what you need to understand, again, is if you are proud of the things that you do, right? If you're confident in your positions in life, if you're not trying to hide something, yeah. when it does come out, it's not going to be so bad. Should we, should we have the right to privacy? Absolutely, we should. But if you're, again, going to try to control the political discourse of another nation, yeah. because you're, you've just got a, too much money in your pockets. Well, th- this is the same thing that Russia was accused of doing with the, the election in 2016 in the U.S. Yes. Exactly the same thing. And we don't know to what extent it would have, might have happened in Canada most recently as well. So what we're looking at right now is a very muddy situation where people are up in arms and angry at each other, yelling at each other, driving across the country. Just need to relax and see if we can get along again. Play some mortal. Play some mortal. 
Okay, we're going to have to take another break. I know I'm going to get a million emails on this last segment, but we're just saying, again, John? Nothing on the internet is private, ever. Thank you. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about how Apple broke Facebook, causing them to lose billions and billions of dollars. And now Google's going to step in there and do some more hurt. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike and John here. we got Gray with us as well. Just want to give a, a shout out to our contests. And uh, this is a great contest because it, it just helps a great cause. It's from uh, the Friendly Future Foundation uh, that TELUS uh, has. They're giving away uh, with us uh, a Samsung Galaxy S20 Fan Edition smartphone. And for the winner, also a $500 gift card that they can give to their favorite charity here in Canada. It's pretty cool. It's great. Smartphone's cool. It's great to give back as well. If you want some more information on how to enter, super easy. Go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. That's the place to be. So we've been talking all show that Apple has broken Facebook. Yes. And they kind of did. Yeah. They did. So Facebook, everyone hates them, but we all use it. I use it every day. I'm on it multiple times a day. I, I can't quit you, Facebook. But Apple is concerned about privacy, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yes. I love that. And so in their latest update to their phones, it basically turned off a lot of the tracking that Facebook would do to track your private information so that it could sell that to advertisers. Yes. Yeah, the, pop- the pop-up in your app shows up and says, you know, allow apps to track or ask app not to track. Yeah, and this, this is not just Facebook. This is on every app on your phone. Yeah, and but I, Facebook, they had a lot of skin in the game. They certainly did, yeah. yeah. And even on iOS 14, Apple had started to list all of the private information that each app was gathering about you. And Facebook actually went, like, was it two months without updating their app because they didn't want to include that in there? Yeah. They, they realized how bad it was going to look, and it looked terrible. It basically looked like the data mining operation that it is. Yes. And so iOS 15 comes out, you know, we, there's a little bit of time and then the cross app tracking launches. And a lot of us do what I'm so, so proud of you, Canada, for doing. And that is asking app not to track. My wordle of the day is schadenfreude. <laughs> it might be more than five. <laughs> so there's a lot of money on the table here. Facebook's ad revenue is down in the billions their market share was cut by a quarter, no, a quarter of a trillion dollars. Quarter of a trillion, yes. Yeah, $250 billion market share, gone. 26% drop. That's, it's insane. Yeah. But now it looks like Google, they've just announced this week that they're going to bring in similar measures yeah. to make their devices more privacy friendly. Well, that's really good of them. Yeah, we, we talked about sort of what's happening on the Android side because Android doesn't have the same do not track option but we had uh one of the the developers from DuckDuckGo on who that company has created a cross-platform version of that for android and but now google said they're going to basically have their own privacy sandbox so that you're going to be able to have more control over that type of thing just they're doing that out of the goodness of their heart because they love us (laughs) yeah or (laughs) because they know the writings on the wall yeah like gray said Facebook knew that they couldn't update their app because it would look really bad, and it did. And Google is about to face the same pressures from everybody. And, you know, this has a lot of different implications. If you really care about your privacy, you might think twice about upgrading your Android phone and maybe go to iPhone just for this purpose alone. Yeah. 
I mean, so GDPR in the UK and in Europe was essentially this privacy legislation that gave us all these warnings. Remember, your privacy policy has been reset. Yeah, or there's cookies on this website. Yes. And you know why that is? Because of Europe. Yes. They wouldn't have done it in North America. So there there, there have been some looking at uh, creating legislation for Canada here. And the Canadian Marketing Association yesterday put out a blog, basically hair on fire saying, it's gonna be the end of the end for us. If we have GDPR here, you know, that's the end of advertising in Canada. First of all, one, we have GDPR here. We have to abide by it because we have communications that go into Europe. And secondly, Facebook and Google both know they don't have to be advertising companies. They've been it because it's been easy money. Yeah. Facebook's pivot to Meta was not well-timed, they knew this was coming. So their pivot away from being an advertising data mining company, you know, the, the only bad thing now about Facebook is the fact that Mark Zuckerberg is still at the head of this ship because that soulless Android is something that I can't get behind. Does he look more and more like a robot every day? I think just the, the I, I think hate the, saying that about I a think person. The outer skin is wearing off. Yeah, it's just, uh, no, you know what? It's just his demeanor. Yeah. Well, it just doesn't feel genuine. He doesn't feel like he's got a, got a heart. And that's the thing. If they're going to be the next generation um, you know, internet company, the metaverse, all of this sort of thing, they're going to have to send him down the yellow brick road to get a heart because that man well, is not leading us there. But that's the thing. And we've talked about this before about the metaverse and the fact that they're going all in on this, but they've lost so much trust in... in well, that's why they renamed it. Well, well, but that doesn't change. Everyone knows what, what they used to be called. So here's, here's the interesting thing. Because, I mean, we both own MetaQuest headsets, yes. right? Yeah. The community there... What are they called? MetaQuest. I thought they were Oculus. Oculus uh, is dead. Long live the meta. Yeah, the new ones are called Meta. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah. it's, it's the MetaQuest. And so we're hearing now with the new software update that Facebook's being pulled out of that software completely. Yeah. When you, when you talk to other Oculus slash MetaQuest owners... They love that platform. And it's almost like it's got this outdamn spot contamination on it of Facebook. Yeah. And so I think that they actually have, they have enough early adopters, enough people that are passionate about it, that they will be able to shed this weight. And I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they, they, I hope they shed the weight of what's happened before, but as, as well as the behavior. Yeah. Let's lose the, the, the rage-driving uh, clickbait well, because this is an interesting angle to this whole thing too. What is your privacy like in the metaverse versus tracking <laughs> in cookies, right? They're yeah. going to know what kind of things you're into in the metaverse, what kind of chat rooms or... Possibly in their metaverse. Yes. But we're, we're starting to see interoperable yes. formats already starting to happen. And they're actually taking steps towards privacy, I think, that are good ones, right? They've got the personal boundary now where people can't enter your physical space. Yes. Somebody tries to like, get their hands into your avatar space, they disappear. That's such a, a weird thing to think about, virtual harassment. Yeah. Yeah. Griefing. Yeah. It, yeah, griefing, exactly. Explain griefing again. Or camping. <laughs> so, so griefing is the, the act of deliberately being cruel to someone in a game, and repeatedly so. You usually target one person on the server. So, so I'm already in, say, a room in the metaverse yeah. that you want to come into. Yeah. Let's say the Age of Empires room. Yes. <laughs> You come into the room, the second you get in the room, I slap you on the face, virtually. You leave the room and come back, as soon as you come back, I slap you again. That, you'll have hordes of people surround someone so they can't move. Or they can't see whatever virtual thing you're looking at in that space. Griefing. Yep. Yes. Well, and so, we all learned something new here today. It's well, interesting. You did. Anonymity, I did, yes. anonymity and you know, the, the platform of the internet, I think, lets people act like jerks 
Yeah. And so one of the things that we're looking at now is in the metaverse, because this, this is the difference with social media. You can see someone's profile picture, you can see an account that they've created, but there's really no verified identity. No blue check mark. Right. And so now when you're in the metaverse, first of all, there's a more humanizing element. Yeah. We're actually seeing the representation of someone. They're not just words on a page. Yeah. There's someone behind that. Social media, one of the reasons why we had so many problems with it were bots, right? People that were people that were writing things to agitate people. Now, if you've actually got someone driving this thing, there's a human being there. We're on we're a one-to-one scale. I think it's going to be a very different place. I'm sure we'll figure out ways to abuse each other. Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Billions of dollars just don't uh, disappear from corporations' uh, bottom line. They need to make that money up somewhere else. They've got shareholders, and having you know a quarter of a trillion dollars wiped off your balance sheets is something that they can't live with. So they're going to have to find ways to, to make that up, and soon. But we'll have to see what that is. Don't forget to enter our contest. The Friendly Future Foundation uh, from TELUS is uh, helping us give away a Samsung Galaxy S20 Fan Edition smartphone. This thing is amazing, fantastic screen, amazing cameras, and a $500 gift card to give to your favorite charity here in Canada. Can't lose. Go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, and all the details are there on how to enter and how to get extra balance to increase your chances to win. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Mike, John, and Gray here. Just want to throw out to our uh, sister show as well. If you haven't heard it, uh, it's Get Connected. We've been uh, on the air for, I think, 20 years or more. We're Canada's number one tech show. The app show here that you're listening to is number two. If you want to listen to the podcast, you can go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com or your favorite podcast place. On our website, just click the Listen tab. Easy peasy. It's got links to Spotify, all the different places you might find it. Plus, you can just play it right there. I love it. And... On our website, uh, our contest, uh, TELUS's Friendly Future Foundation, is helping us uh, with a great contest, giving away a Samsung Galaxy S20 Fan Edition smartphone. This thing is one of the, the top Samsung phones out there. Great cameras and fantastic screen. You'll love it. And if you win, you also get a $500 gift card that you can give to your favorite charity here in Canada. On, Donate it on your behalf which I think is just an amazing contest. I want to thank the folks over at uh, TELUS for uh, helping set this uh, all up. Also on our website, uh, we've got lots of great videos uh, going on. We just did a a great uh, comparison video with uh, Robin, one of our uh, contributors, comparing the new Samsung Galaxy S22 phones to iPhone 13, camera-wise. Yes. It's it's fascinating. The results will surprise you. They really will. Again, getconnectedmedia.com. It's right there. And uh, you can also check that out on our YouTube uh, channel as well. I want to thank everyone that helped put the show together. John, Gray, Robin, we'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.